This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is sponsored by Sidekick by HubSpot. It is a really cool tool that gives you live notifications when somebody opens and clicks on your email. Uh, it works with Gmail, Apple Mail, Outlook. It's really a great way to know if somebody has open is engaging certainly that they've received it it's a great way to also know maybe it's time to check back in with them uh, it is really a great tool i use it every day if you want to get it and get a free month go to getsidekick.com slash duct tape and you'll get your first month of sidekick for free Welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Mike Montague. He is a public speaker, writer, and certified trainer at Sandler Training. He's also a contributor to the LinkedIn and Sandler book, LinkedIn, The Sandler Way. So we're going to talk about selling on LinkedIn today. So Mike, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So one of the things I, anytime I have LinkedIn authorities on or people that do a lot on LinkedIn. I always like to start with this question. Um, why do so? Why are there so many people on LinkedIn and so few that use it well? <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's probably because it started as a job board uh, and kind of an online resume and it's evolved so much that I think a lot of people didn't keep up with those changes, especially the social selling stuff that they're doing now. I mean, even a year or two ago, LinkedIn was not the tool that it is now and the stuff that they have available. Yeah. So so let's talk about, let's dive right into that. Uh, uh, I mean, when, if if somebody came to you and maybe maybe you actually have programs for this specifically in Sandler, but if somebody came to you and said, hey, I want to use LinkedIn for selling, you know, where should I start? Well, the first thing is... Um, we called it, you know, changing the game. You got to change the way you think about LinkedIn in the first place. So a lot of people think of it still as like a marketing tool or, you know, an advertising platform where they're building an audience. And while that's a, certainly a valid way to use it, I think most individual sales reps will find more success if they use it as a selling tool, almost like a CRM, something that you add on to your current selling behavior. And you, you know, you got to kind of lose that, uh, not, I want to say, uh, advertising mindset and really start thinking about building relationships and how do I improve my relationships by using this tool? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I think part of the challenge that a lot of folks have in, in adopting that mindset is that they see a lot of examples of people trying to broadcast on all the social networks. And, and I think that that's, um, you know, that's certainly something I've been preaching for a while that, that the individual salesperson doesn't need to have 10,000 followers on Twitter. They just have to have a list of about 500 people that they would like to influence. You know what? That's probably one of the most controversial things in the book. I, uh, posted that chapter on LinkedIn and, and got just a ton of comments. But the ideal uh, practice for salespeople is somewhere between 250 and 500 connections. Right. And everybody thinks you have to get to that 500 plus to look impressive and right. have a large reach and, you know, get connected to all these people. But uh, LinkedIn's own research into uh, top performing salespeople show it somewhere between those two numbers 
if you're less than 250 people, you probably know some people in real life that you can connect to that you're just not connected to on LinkedIn yet. And you need to build that up a little bit to build your network. So but if you're over 500, you might need to trim down. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that idea first. How do you what's some of the best ways and and you know, admittedly, uh, they're changing the platform all the time, adding new tools, adding new you know features and functions. What is uh, currently uh, the best way to kind of find those? So let's say you don't have those connections already, but you sell a product that there are a lot of companies out there or or certain level position uh, need to know about or you'd like them to know about. You know, what's the best way to kind of target and build, if you're going to use that CRM analogy, build kind of your, your hot list? Yeah, there's a couple of things there. So one is I think a lot of people make the mistake of, you know, looking at their reach or they think that they have to be connected to everybody to reach and follow them. Right. And that's not necessarily true. So first thing about the connections is add all of your current relationships on uh, in real life onto LinkedIn and actually become connections with them. My rule or litmus test is if you picked up the phone and called them, would they take your call? Do they know you well enough that they would take your call or you would take their call and you could kind of just say, hey, it's Mike from Sandler Training, and they'd say, oh, how's it going? Right. That's kind of my rule. Anybody that fits that category, go ahead and, and send a connection request to. And then once you get to that quarter, most people know, you know, between 150 and 250 people that would take their call anyway. And a real easy way is just to download the LinkedIn app and sync your phone contacts up to, mm-hmm. and it'll give you plenty of suggestions to people uh, to add there. I don't recommend adding everybody, but pick the ones out of there that fit that criteria. Uh, You can do the same thing with your email accounts and other stuff, too. Syncing those up will give you a lot of suggestions to start building your network. And then outside of that is you've got to start looking to build relationships. So it could be clients. It could be vendors. It could be um, strategic alliances, real-life networking groups that you're a part of, and start adding those people that you already know as connections. After you do that, and we didn't talk about setting up the profile, but everybody talks about setting up the profile, uh, you you can build a list of the prospects using the advanced search tool, which is a lot better way to do it than trying to connect to all of them. Right, and then, and then you can actually save and tag people for some sort of follow-up at a later point. Yep, exactly, and that's where you can, you can really save that uh, advanced search with uh, the prospects in it and LinkedIn gives you a lot of cool tools to add notes to it, where you met them, you know, when to follow up and, and different things. So, so like let's that. say you've got this, maybe regardless of the number, let's say it's 10 or 12 folks that you'd really like to, I mean, your dream would be to have a meeting with them and have the opportunity to maybe pitch what you do. Obviously the first step is probably not sending them a note saying you want to meet with them. I mean, how do you, they don't know you at all. Um, you know, how do you start kind of bridging that gap so that, you know, eventually one day you feel like you've earned the right to effectively ask for a meeting? Well, I take some different approaches. You know, I know you've shared a lot of cool marketing ways to warm them up. I really go the straight sales route, which is not necessarily cold calling them or anything, but looking at your network. So if you go to somebody's profile, they're going to show you a lot of stuff that you have in common. So when you visit that prospect's profile, 
you're going to see interests that you have in common, people that you have in common, groups, locations, uh, even skills and expertise. And you can kind of look for those commonalities and a way to reach out. A couple of cool tricks for that is looking at groups they already joined. So if they're in your city and they're, you know, at that city's chamber of commerce group, probably a good chance that they show up to those meetings or they're a member, or you could call them up and say, Hey, I see that you're a member of the greater Kansas city chamber. Uh, we haven't ever met, you know, would it make sense for us to talk? Mm-hmm. So you, um, so you almost... but really my favorite one is the introduction. Oh, for, through like, because you have somebody in common, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that doesn't always work because you don't always have common connections. But, you know, if you go on there and you see, um, you know, one of your other connections is already connected to him, you just call up that person and say, you know, hey, John, how well do you know this person? And would they make a good client for me? Do you know him well enough to make an introduction? And yeah. uh, go about that route. Do you have a, uh, a routine that you use? Uh, I mean, do you kind of fire up? Or, or one that you maybe recommend, do you, you know, fire up LinkedIn every day and go <clears throat> look at who looked at your profile, maybe go to this group, go, you know, is there a, an effective way to work it? Because I think one of the challenges people have is that, <coughs> excuse me, one of the challenges people have is that, you know, you could spend all day in some of these places uh, kicking around, trying to do some research, you know, maybe, you know, finding connections, but you know, particularly for salespeople, a lot of times they, you know, they, they've got to be making calls. They've got to be doing stuff that maybe isn't mining or building relationships. So is, is there kind of a routine that you recommend to people? Yeah, I don't necessarily have time limits, and it kind of depends on how many sales you need, right? Yeah. So if you're having to make 100 calls a day, uh, you're going to have to be pretty quick on LinkedIn. You know, if you need one good sale a month, to make your numbers, well, then you can be a lot more picky and do a lot more research. I think really my best practices are looking at every meeting and call that's already on your calendar and doing some pre-research to, to warm up those calls or to warm up mm-hmm. referrals in those meetings. And then spending a little bit of time, so depending on what your prospecting activities are, it might be five, it might be 20, but reaching out to either your current connections to get referrals and introductions or reaching out to new people on that uh, prospecting list, depending on how many you have to call. Let's talk about groups. Um, you mentioned it a couple of times. Um, is that an effective way to make connections? Uh, or again, is that you know something where you, know, you can wade in and you know, there's really no connecting going on. There's just a whole bunch of people sharing content. Yeah, I found most of the groups are that way. So, again, I think, you know, if I had one message for your audience, it would be really look at real life and how you're spending your time and what groups you're already involved in and how you network in real life. And then apply those practices to LinkedIn. So, if you're a member of, you know, let's just use the chamber as an example again, well, then join the chamber group on LinkedIn and, you know, kind of share interesting thoughts, reach out to people on there, but don't necessarily just join groups just to join groups or share updates in there just to share updates. Really have a purpose and, and think about how you would start conversations with people in those groups, just like they were a real uh, networking group in real life. 
you know, you don't walk up and say, hey, buy from me, or hey, I wrote this interesting article and just start handing it to people. You probably already have the tools as a salesperson to start interesting conversations. Uh, reach out, send somebody a message, say, hey, I saw you're in the chamber group and I wanted to know more about what you do. Or how long have you been a chamber member? Yeah, you know, there are there are a number of groups that are, say, very industry-specific, and I think this is a great, you know, ploy. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, marketers, for example, join marketing groups, and, you know, that's probably a good place to get some additional education, but you're probably not going to find any leads there. Uh, but, exactly. Uh, but, but join that group of plumbers or, you know, remodeling contractors or something, and there may be a really good chance that, that people are asking, say, marketing questions in those groups. And I think I, I think one of the ways that you, you start standing out in a group is to start answering questions. Absolutely. And the first way to do that is to listen. So that's another thing I really like LinkedIn for is listening to the, what those prospects are posting and, and paying attention to when they post. And what they post is really a key to getting a good sales conversation. You probably shared the stats before, but LinkedIn's big research showed that if you call within five minutes of them posting on LinkedIn, you have like a hundred times greater chance of getting a hold of them than if you just randomly try to cold call somebody. Hmm. Which, you know, makes a lot of sense. So that's so, so let me make sure I understand that. So you're saying if you're on LinkedIn you have LinkedIn pulled up and you see or, or you're getting alerts when somebody you're following uh, posts, you're saying that's like prime time to, to try to get them on the phone. Yeah, there's some different uh, stats on that, but it's somewhere between 10 and 100 times greater chance, depending on how quickly you pick up that phone. Hmm. Because if you think about it, if they post it on LinkedIn, they're either sitting at their computer not doing anything, right. or they have their cell phone in their hand at that moment. Yeah. So if you call quickly, you have a great chance. If you wait even 10, 20 minutes, they've moved on to the next task. They've gone into the next meeting. They're not available. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I've actually not heard that one before. Um, what about uh, content and you know, publishing and, and the, you know, the Pulse um, option? That uh, Do you find that that is an effective way to build some following, build some authority in LinkedIn? Yeah, I really like it, and it can be uh, it can be tough for the individual salespeople yeah. because Nobody. if you're not a writer or you're not the the content guy, or you know maybe hey you just got out of college and you're looking to you know you got your first sales job and you might not know a whole ton about your industry, it can be really good. And what I recommend is kind of using company resources to get something up there and try to at least get some activity going so that you're sharing helpful information with your audience um, on a regular basis and that they know what you're there for. One of the biggest mistakes I think people make on LinkedIn is they keep thinking about it as a job board. Mm. So their profile looks like they're looking for a job. (laughs) And you're like, well, you're looking for prospects, not job offers. So you need to change that up you know, make so, it about who you work with and share information that's towards that audience. So, so you're and saying that, that really you're saying that prospects don't care how many how many quarters you have uh, um, achieved your quota. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big thing. And I think that you by publishing on LinkedIn on that platform, it shows that okay, I'm committed to this job. Right. I'm into whatever my industry is talking about, and I'm you know here trying to build my expertise, not just look for a job. And here's why I would be a great employee. 
So uh, where can people find the LinkedIn, the Sandler Way book that you contributed to? And, uh, and if there's any other things you want to share uh, related to that? Yeah. If you just go to Sandler.com, there is a place that you can download the PDF version for free. So we uh, teamed up with LinkedIn on this book and both people, our uh, companies are giving away the PDF version for free. If you really prefer the Kindle version uh, and the one that's formatted to your screen and everything, it's $9.99 on Amazon. And there's also a paperback version there that you can buy or uh, on the Sandler website if you'd like to go old school and, and take notes and highlight and that kind of stuff. So are there any, a couple just tips, you know, power tips, whatever you want to call them, that, you know, we haven't talked about that you said, well, here's, you know, here are a couple of my secret things that, I don't know if they have to be secret necessarily, but here are a couple of things I do that, uh, you know, that we haven't talked about. Yeah, one of the biggest ones is um, if you're reaching out in an in-mail message. Now, again, one of the stats is, InMail has about a seven to 10 times greater chance of being opened and read than a direct email message. Mm-hmm. Most of that's because InMails get delivered and a straight email could end up in their spam or, or junk mail filter, but also they want to at least check it out. But a lot of times people make the mistake of trying to sell too hard in that. Mm-hmm. And we found that if you just keep the subject line simple, like you put in the word question yeah. or introduction, that that will entice them to at least open the email and read and find out what the question is. If you put in there, you know, hey, we, you know, minimize your costs and reduce your operating expenses through X, Y, and Z, well, everybody knows that's a sales message. Yeah. So they can oftentimes delete it before they read it. Yeah, yeah, I I certainly get this. Uh, and, and that's probably another mistake, you know, somebody essentially cold calling me and writes, you know, 27 paragraphs. Um, about all the wonderful things they can do for me. And of course, I don't, you know, they may actually be valid, but because we have no relationship, I'm probably not going to take the time. Uh, I, I did an interview recently and I wish I could quote exactly what uh, what she said, but you know, it's, it's time's kind of the new currency. Um, and so, you know, I think that's another element too. You want to, as you're building a relationship, it's it's compact, deliver value and and, you know, see if I take the bait. Yeah, and then in that uh, in the body of the email, just use your standard 30-second commercial. I like using the 30-second commercial on the summary part of your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And then in a message, I mean, it should really be like five sentences long. Just here's you know an introduction, here's why I'm reaching out, uh, here's problems that I solve for people, here's how I solve them uniquely and differently than everybody else, and then uh, some kind of question or a way to get the conversation started, a call to action for them. Well, Mike, thanks so much for stopping by and sharing some uh, tips on uh, how to use LinkedIn. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll see you. Uh, we happen to live in the same town, so I'm sure I'll see you uh, around town or if not, somewhere out there on the road. That would be great. Thanks.